Welcome to Copyright Clearance Center's podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book. It's Friday, October 6, 2017. Our weekly guest on the show is Andrew Albanese, Publishers Weekly Senior Writer, who joins me today from his office in Manhattan. Welcome back to the program, Andrew. Greetings, Chris. Well, Andrew, you and I and all the rest of the publishing world head to the airport or get on the road starting this weekend, and we'll all converge, of course, in Germany at the Frankfurt Book Fair. And Monday's issue of PW features a look at the first nine months of sales in the U.S. for 2017. So as we all head off to Germany, how are publishers making out so far this year? Well, you know, we've said it for many years now in the publishing business, and that's flat is the new up. And overall, the industry, the publishing industry in the U.S., uh, the good news is mostly flat, but actually up a little, especially when it comes to print sales. Uh, And of course, another familiar refrain we've heard in the last few years is, despite the lack of a big title, and that's because we really haven't had like a a Fifty Shades of Grey or a Harry Potter or a Stephanie Meyer type uh, hit. And our listeners know that those big books can really make the numbers look good for the industry. Uh, So with all that in mind, despite the lack of a hot new title in the first nine months of 2017, print unit sales are actually 2% higher over the same period last year. Uh, According to MPD BookScan, print sales were 467.7 million. That's for the January to September period. And that's up from 460.6 million uh, the previous year. So about six, seven million copies more. And while it's certainly possible possible that some of the fall books, some of the books that are on sale for the last quarter here are going to um, drive up uh, year-end numbers. It's been the backlist that really has driven the first part of the year. Only three of the year's top 10 bestsellers to date were actually released in 2017. So John Grisham's Camino Island, for example, was the top-selling new book. That sold more than 528,000 print copies since its release. Uh, That's number five on the year-to-date bestseller list. And that's followed by Ruth Ware and and Martha Kelly, uh, whose book, uh, I think it was called The Lilac Girls, hit number 10. The best-selling title so far this year is Milk and Honey by Rupi Kaur. That was released in October of 2015, I believe. And that book has sold more than 700,000 copies so far. So an impressive performance indeed. And it easily outpaced the second-place book, which was... Oh, the places you'll go. Perennial bestseller by Dr. Seuss. All right, then. So give us a sense of how the various segments of the market are doing. Are adult fiction sales showing any signs of breaking free from the Trump-related news cycles that appeared to have pinned them down during the election season last year, 2016? So not so much, not really, no. So over, overall sales of nonfiction uh, in both the adult and juvenile segments did better than sales of fiction. Uh, adult nonfiction sales actually ticked up about 2% higher um, over the same period, the first nine months of 2017 compared to 2016. Uh, juvenile fiction was up well, just about 1%, so essentially flat compared to last year. And that's actually a very strong performance considering that we did have uh, J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter and The Cursed Child, which sold about 4 million copies during the summer of 2016. But unit sales overall of adult fiction actually slipped. Uh, Not much, mostly flat again, just under 1% down. But again, backlist to the rescue here. Uh, Two backlist books actually helped offset the lack of a new blockbuster this year. The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood sold about 456,000 copies through the first nine months, no doubt bolstered by the popular Hulu series. And 1984 by George Orwell sold more than 402,000 copies. 
And indeed, this is a great time to be reading George Orwell. When Beyond the Book returns, Andrew Albanese rolls out the red carpet for two special guests at next week's Frankfurt Book Fair. I'm Christopher Keneally. Publishers Weekly Radio has the very best in book talk directly from New York City, the heart of the book publishing world. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. And I'm Rose Fox. I'm a Senior Reviews Editor at Publishers Weekly. Join us every Friday for a full hour of exciting author interviews, best-selling books, and expert reports on the nuts and bolts of publishing. Every week, we make sure that you have the inside story of your favorite story. Take a listen at PublishersWeekly.com slash PWRadio. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book. It's Friday, October 6th, and Andrew Albanese of Publishers Weekly is on the line with the latest publishing industry news. And as we head to Frankfurt, Andrew, the backstory for 2017 is how political the show is likely to be. On Thursday, we learned of two special guests for the opening ceremony. Uh, yes, indeed. On Tuesday next week, German Chancellor Angela Merkel and French President Emmanuel Macron will appear together at the 2017 Frankfurt Book Fair opening ceremony. And as our listeners may know, France is this year's guest of honor. And that's kind of a big deal, not only because there's going to be some 180 French language authors on hand in Frankfurt during the week and over 300 events are planned. But with recent events, including the Brexit, France and Germany remain the strongest supporters of a united Europe. And the recent election of Macron and more recently the re-election of Merkel offer a chance for these two leaders at Europe's largest cultural gathering for an industry publishing that is really committed to values like diversity and unity and social justice. Well, this is really a great opportunity made all the more important by the re-emergence recently in the German elections of ultra-right-wing parties. So I think this is a great chance to talk about Europe's culture uh, and France and Germany's close bond and their future leadership role in Europe. Uh, especially with the rise of nationalist agendas and the UK's leaving, etc. So I would expect uh, a more than normal newsworthy opening ceremony at this year's Frankfurt with these two world leaders on hand. Well, we are prepared for all of that at Beyond the Book as we've covered the Guest of Honor program extensively throughout the summer. And when I met with Fabrice Pio, the editor-in-chief at Le Hebdo in Paris, he observed that the pro-European Macron is likely to seize on the book fair, as you say, as a platform to strengthen the links between Germany and France particularly. Listeners can hear excerpts of that interview in an upcoming show on Monday or listen to the complete discussion in our archives at beyondthebook.com. And at least one U.S. Publishing House CEO must be looking forward to Frankfurt Andrew. You'll be speaking with her, too, as part of a CEO panel discussion on Wednesday next week. So why is Simon & Schuster's Carolyn Reedy smiling? Yes, indeed. That's right. On on Wednesday in Frankfurt, uh, I will be one of the international editors and reporters who's going to get a chance to to interview Carolyn for the annual CEO panel. And yeah, let's just say for Carolyn, this is how you want to do Frankfurt when it's your turn to be on that stage. In the October 8th New York Times book review, Simon & Schuster is going to have eight number one bestsellers, eight number ones across the Times' various lists. And that includes uh, Nelson DeMille's The Cuban Affair, which is number one on the hardcover uh, fiction list, and Hillary Clinton's What Happened, at number one on the hardcover nonfiction list. Uh, and SNS has already had a pretty strong performance in 2017, and they are heading into the fourth quarter looking even stronger, especially with, with Hillary Clinton. As we spoke about recently on this show, that book has moved over 300,000 copies 
copies in all formats in its first week. Not bad at all. Uh, so yeah, I expect Carolyn Reedy is going to be smiling broadly from the stage in Frankfurt. Well, well also smiling is the British novelist, short story writer, and screenwriter Kazuo Ishiguro, who we learned on Thursday has won the 2017 Nobel Prize in Literature. Congratulations, uh, and indeed perfect timing, right right ahead of the fair. Um, in its citation, the Swedish Academy commended Ishiguro as an author who, in novels of great emotional force, has uncovered the abyss beneath our illusory sense of connection with the world. Ishiguro was born in Nagasaki in 1954, but has lived in England uh, since his family moved to that country in 1960. And he, of course, is known for his novels, uh, including The Remains of the Day, which won the Man Booker Prize in 1989, and also so it was adapted into a uh, Academy Award nominated film. His most recent book was 2015, I believe, The Buried Giant, which is, I think, set in Arthurian England. I haven't read it. I hear it's fantastic. And I can't resist. Uh, Mr. Ishiguro is an author. No disrespect to Bob Dylan, but at least uh, we won't be having that discussion this year <laughs> about what is a, a literature prize winner and what isn't. Well, as they say, Andrew, it ain't no use to sit and wonder why. We'll just have to take it uh, from the <laughs> Nobel Prize Committee every uh, October when they let us know who they think uh, deserves that award. Andrew Albanese, Pubs' Weekly Senior Writer, thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Book and see you in Frankfurt. So I'll see you there. My pleasure, as always. Coming next on Beyond the Book, with the news that French President Emmanuel Macron and German Chancellor Angela Merkel will jointly open the Frankfurt Book Fair next Tuesday, the world's largest publishing trade show acquires the air of a political summit, too. France last enjoyed the spotlight at Frankfurt Book Fair in 1989. In publishing and so much else, of course, the intervening three decades have witnessed tremendous change. Classic backlist titles from Gallimard and Julia now compete with a new generation of authors and publishers, says Fabrice Pio, Lee editor-in-chief. France is well known for his, its quality literature, I mean, high-quality literature, and uh, usually in France, uh, I mean, the bestsellers or uh, popular literature was coming from United States, and it's still the case, but uh, I think there is a, the an emerging of a, a French popular literature, uh, which started, started maybe about two years ago or something, we always had a few uh, writers uh, doing this type of literature, um, uh, like Marc Lévy or Guillaume Musso or a little more recently uh, Catherine Pancol or Anna Gavalda. But now we have dozens, actually. And with uh, and if you look at the bestseller list this summer, I mean, m- most of the... Uh, 20 uh, bestsellers are uh, coming from this type it's this type of books i mean popular literature frankfurt welcomes france next on beyond the book beyond the book is produced by copyright clearance center a global leader in content management discovery and document delivery solutions through its relationships with those who use and create content ccc and its subsidiaries rights direct and ixis drive market-based solutions that accelerate knowledge power publishing and advance copyright beyond the book co-producer and recording engineer is jeremy brisky of burst marketing i'm christopher keneally join us again soon on beyond the book mm-hmm.